Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. Today on the show, we have an interview between Stephen Furtick and T.D. Jakes. And it is an extremely powerful interview where T.D. Jakes is talking about his new book, uh, Crushing, and how it's important that we go through times where, that are difficult because those are the times that God prunes us and brings us out on top. And something he talks about also in this interview is how a lot of times we stay in those times when we're supposed to come out of them victorious. It's a great interview. Hope you're encouraged. Here it is. And I want to ask you about, this is going to sound so silly how I say it, but I wrote down PMS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's I, early to be going there, but <laughs> I, I, I put it from the perspective of, you know, a lot of times on Saturday, I'm texting you frantically, like, hey, I've got people showing up, and they need to hear from God, and I don't know if I have yet. You know, I hope so, and you're kind to me. And then there's coming down after preaching a message, but it's so much more than preachers in here. I thought it would be helpful to talk about not just pre-message syndrome, post-message syndrome from a preaching standpoint, but I want you to describe yeah, yeah, your, your pressure management system. Because, all right, I love the book. It's, it's, it's about how fruitfulness is not the end. Mm-hmm. That the gardener, the vine dresser, crushes the grapes to make wine. Mm-hmm. That process of pressure, if it's not managed correctly, it can paralyze you. It can actually make you, it can shut you down. And you've transcended so many limitations and broken barriers and stood up with your hands shaking and done things. Oh, yes. And I want to know how you do it because, like, I need to know, parents need to know, business owners need to know. Uh, how do you manage the pressure without the pressure beginning to overwhelm you and consume you? If the pressure overwhelmed me and consumed me, then the pressure would have aborted my destiny. And I refuse to allow how I feel to abort what I'm called to. You, you touched on so many things that are so important. First of all, I don't want to leave them with the feeling of you being uncertain of, of your message. He's, he's, he's never uncertain of his message. He's uncertain of himself. And the reason he's uncertain of himself is because everybody in this room can see everybody in this room, but they can never see themselves. And so your your pastor can see everything, but he can't see himself. So when you can't, that's why you have a mirror, because you can't see yourself. I can see everybody. I see all of you, all the way up in the back. Hi. (laughs) Yeah. How you doing? How you doing? I see you. you. Got that yellow shirt on your arms folded. I see you up there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw you. Yeah, yeah, chocolate man in yellow shirt. I got you. Uh, the problem in life, when when you are truly gifted, you can't see it. When you are truly gifted, when you are truly gifted, it is your normal. 
And so the frustration is you're trying to manifest your gift and you are manifesting your gift, but you don't know that that is your gift because your gift is your normal. People who can sing aren't trying to sing. They just can. People who can write aren't trying to write. They just can. And so when they write things, they think, oh my God, that's not good. Oh my God, it's not good. Oh my God, it's not good. Because you can't see yourself. So sometimes the more gifted you are, the more vulnerable you are, and the more affirmation you need from your inner circle. Because I, I, I can walk off a straight stage and feel like strangling myself with a belt. Be, be, because that was very graphic. <laughs> good, good. That, that's part. Of, that's my ministry is to give you pictures. Uh, so, so the reason I think about strangling myself with the belt is because you should you should hear the guy that's preaching in me. <laughs> and and there I am trying to give you what he's giving me. I'm never preaching against the guy who preached before me or the guy who preached after me. I'm preaching against the guy who preached inside of me. Okay, so, so the bar is so high that a lot of times I walk on the stage and I think, you know, why don't you get somebody else? I, I blew it, I, did, I didn't get it across. I'm not sure that they got it the way you got it to me. You got it to me so bad I couldn't sleep that night. And, and, and I'm not sure I can get it out. So really gifted people are sensitive and they're vulnerable and you have to learn how to function within that sensitive, vulnerable space. And I'm gonna give you a couple of things that will help you to do it. Insulate yourself with a few inner circle people who love you enough that you can be vulnerable in front of. And yet are honest enough my, my daughter, let me tell my, my, my story. My, my daughter, Sarah, wrote this paper. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, she wrote this paper one time, and I was, she sent it to me, and I was... Uh, and there I was, was a day where what just happened was something so far away, too. You talk about it in oh, the book. Oh, I talk about it in the book. I mean, she was the least likely child. <laughs> Lord have mercy. If you would have asked me, you know, which one, I would have never. <laughs> anyway, I talk about it in the book. You got to read the book. She wrote a paper and she sent it to me. And the thing about me is, my wife says I'm brutally honest. <laughs> I, I say I'm just honest. She, she has to all the adverse to it. But it, I mean, she says I'm brutally honest. I, I will tell you the truth. She wrote this paper, my daughter wrote this paper, she sent it to me and I read it. And I remember I was in LA at the time that I read it. I was busy, I probably would have been more tactful had I not been so busy, but I was busy. And I read through it and I said, sir, I said, I don't even know what you're talking about. I said, I know you can write better than this. You need to go back and, and write this over again. And she said, okay. She said, Dad, I'll give it another spin. I realize now in retrospect that I probably should have softened it a bit. <laughs> Later on, she wrote her first book. And, and I sat down to read the book. And I'll be honest, I sat down to read the book because she's my daughter and she wrote it and I was gonna read it. And uh, it's the way they used to cook. And I, some stuff they cooked their mother would eat. I would eat anything they cooked. <laughs> just so they have confidence in themselves. So I said, I'm gonna read this book. And I started reading it. And I called her and I said, Sarah, I sat down to read the book because you wrote it and I couldn't put it down. Wow. 
I said, I read from the first page to the last page and I didn't stop because the rhythm of your writing, the eloquence of your speech, the visual images that are created through, through the opulence of your vocabulary was so overwhelming that I was mesmerized. And I left her that message and she called me back. She said, Daddy. She said, Daddy, she said, I want to keep this voice message forever. She said, I want to keep it the rest of my life. And I said, Sarah, I said, it was just what I thought. She said, I know. She said, that's what made it real. She said, I could trust your compliments because of your criticism. You, you need somebody who's not just going to say it because they like you or say it because they love you. You want to get the absolute truth from them. An inner circle of people who will tell you like it T.I. is so that you can trust them that when they say it's good because the reason you have to trust them is like a blind man with a seeing eye dog. You got to trust the dog because the dog can see. You can't see yourself. And you have to be okay with that or you're never going to get anything done for God. I'm going to go just a little bit deeper. Jesus takes a blind man and, and takes a blind man out of Bethsaida and he lays hands on him and then asks the blind man, what do you say? The healing is all predicated on honesty. The courage to tell Jesus, you touched me and it didn't work in front of your disciples? <laughs> he says, I, I, I see I'm better, I, but I see men walking in streets. And Jesus touches him again, or I believe spits in his eye, and, and, and tells him to go wash in the pool. And the man has to take the first steps in the dark. The first time I went to the mic to preach, my hands were shaking so bad that when I held the mic, I was nervous when I picked it up, but when I knew that they could see that I was nervous, that made it worse. So it, start, it starts, it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a tambourine or something, you know? So the next time I had them adjust the height of the mic, I didn't quit preaching. I had them adjust the height of the mic and put my hands behind my back so they couldn't see my hands. And I preached the first five or 10 minutes with my hands behind my back until enough anointing came. Because when the anointing comes, the fear goes. And then I took the mic and started preaching. You cannot let your fear hold you back from your destiny. You have to feel the fear and do it anyway. Do it broke, do it scared, do it nervous, do it trembling, do it on your knees, do it with help, do it on crutches, do it in a wheelchair because you don't want to end up in a nursing home sitting on a bedpan wondering what would have happened if you'd only had more courage. You don't want to end up in an old folks home and your dying thought is, I wish I had a because the one thing that you will never get is more time. So you don't have time to allow your fear to incarcerate you when you have the key. Reach around there, unlock the door and step into your destiny. Mm -hmm. 
That was Pastor Stephen Furtick and T.D. Jakes, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Crushing Pastor T.D. Jakes and Stephen Furtick. And you can also find out more information about T.D. Jakes at his website, tdjakes.org, and Stephen Furtick at stephenfurtick.com. Have a wonderful day today, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless. God bless.